Uncovering the reality of the learning to trade journey can be tricky in an industry filled with many myths and misconceptions. The aim of this podcast is to generate clarity over this journey through documenting the challenges and the solutions I personally experience as I move through the process from novice to consistently profitable trader. Everyone's training journey is unique, yet if a shared tip or trick in this podcast can shave even 1% off of your learning curve, then that will be a job well done. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So I hope the audio is clear on this because I'm recording on my phone. My computer, for some reason, when I plugged my microphone in, it just wouldn't work and my mouse stopped working and it was just one big flipping palaver. So I decided to use my iPhone. Um, So I hope this is all clear and everything. Right, so today I'm going to be talking about bridging the gap from finishing off price action and selecting your strategy moving into actually backtesting. The reason for this is that there is this gap between when you've been, you know, you're hammering the foundation, you're learning how to reprice, you're putting the reps in, then you move into the strategies, you see the strategy that you're interested in, but then you're like, hang on, how do I actually backtest this now? What steps do I need to take so that I'm backtesting this correctly? And for me, when I look back now, I can see clearly that it was a four-step process um I needed a hell of a lot of help at this stage it's probably one of the times actually that I needed most help there were many a phone calls to George um of him saying like he really had to walk me through it um and it consisted of this number one writing out your rules number two practicing those rules so that you can identify your setup consistently number three putting your best back testing sheet together and number four um you know entering trades into that backtesting spreadsheet so that you can check it runs smoothly, check that you're happy with it, and, you know, that then you're ready to go into backtesting. And I'm first going to speak about rules and then I'll move into the backtesting. And the thing that actually even motivated me to talk about this, like I said, it was a big part of my journey anyway, but I was talking with Stacey at the weekend. We had a trading meetup and she was saying that she's at the end of... Um, learning price action and selecting her strategy and she just feels a bit overwhelmed of how to approach backtesting so I hope this will provide some clarity to whoever's listening um okay so number one what is the purpose of even having your rules so when I've been doing some demo trading recently I must say the first demo trade I placed I remember I felt like in a faff I really did feel in a faff because I think like literally that morning all of a sudden there was a setup and I was like shit what am I meant to do and um, obviously you know just getting into routine generally was a big part of me feeling like that but having my rules clearly in front of me calmed me down I went step by step this is what I need to do then I could clearly see is this a setup for me or isn't it and that is the purpose of rules it's so you're not sat there thinking shit is this or isn't this valid according to you know my back testing you literally have a step-by-step guide explaining to you whether or not you should be in this setup and it's basically just like baking a cake you know the method is there it's clear it tells you everything you need to do the only reason that you know for some reason it shouldn't be carried out is because of you so um i want to explain kind of the way you should approach writing your rules initially and George gave a brilliant example to a guy called Fapello, who was a member in the platform who was writing his rules. And I'll read it out to you. So he says, 
If I had to ask you to tell me in detail, how do you message someone on WhatsApp? What would you say? And even pause this and think about what you would say, just to kind of get the point across. And then I'll tell you what he says. So he says, you will probably say, I open WhatsApp and message that person. The part you left out is you needed to first pick up the phone in your hand, then you enter your password, then you find WhatsApp, then you click on WhatsApp to open it, then you need to find the person, then you click on their chat, then you use the keyboard on the screen to message them, etc, etc. So it's not just a case of, I open WhatsApp and then message that person, you know, there's a number of steps. And the point of building your rules is that it is incredibly clear, nothing is assumed. What I found challenging at the beginning was tapping into that knowledge that I just took for granted and actually putting it into steps um, because, you know, it's really, it's so easy to just assume so many things. And I think that example makes it very, very clear. So the way we do it at tier one is we put things into these rules into if then statements. Your then statement will always be your next if statement. What I mean is this. If I were to say, then I need to put the cake in the oven, your following if statement will be, if I have put the cake into the oven. So it always follows on. It's like a very, very clear chain of events, right? Um, The other thing is in terms of cramming. So... Another problem I had with my rules was I would put several steps into one sentence and George told me, you know, you need to break this into three different steps. It's, you've just crammed things together. It's unclear. At the end of the day, if you are programming a computer, it needs to be black and white, step by step. It can't be, you know, just loads of crap fudged together and just hoping that the other person or the computer, sorry, they're not a person, is going to be able to figure it out. Again, I'm going to give an example. So someone I was helping with their rules, he was doing it for the Gartley pattern. And what he said was this. If I have an impulse slash anchor leg, then I need to draw my Fibonacci retracement tool starting from X, ending at A to identify my B leg at the 618 Fibonacci retracement. So I said to him, this is too confusing. It's not, it's not clear enough. It needs to be split into two different steps. And when he eventually changed that, it then read as the following, if I need to identify B-leg, then I need to draw on a Fibonacci retracement, starting from X, ending at A. If I have drawn on the Fibonacci retracement, starting from X, ending at A, then I need price to retrace to the 618 Fibonacci retracement level, but must not touch the 786 Fibonacci retracement. Now that is incredibly clear. It's saying clearly, this is what I'm looking to identify. This is what needs to happen. And it's just black and white. Whereas the sentence before, it was too much being crammed in. It wasn't clear enough. Um, So that's really important to do. The next thing is that your rules need to be something that you actually want to look at. So what I mean by that is when I put together my final trade plan, um, and even my initial rules actually, I put, I was so focused on making it look pretty in the sense that I wanted, you know, really nice spacing between each if-then statement. Um, Like, I was just focused on how it looked rather than the actual practical use of it. And with my trade plan, it was literally like 40 pages. Um, And when I got George to look at it, he was just like, what the... 
and not in a way where you know some people's trade plans are long it's not about that but it's about having it so that you can use it practically um because if I'm having to sift through 20 pages to actually find my rules it's not going to be something that I want to go and check it's going to be something that ends up being a drag so I've really focused on um kind of simplifying those rules it's literally gone from three to four pages for some to now each set of rules is on one page smaller font less spacing incredibly clear and they're easy to use I can clearly see what I need to do and that's really how they should be they should be as easy to use as possible so that you do actually use them um and you know once you've finished putting together your rules like I was saying the second step is to practice these this will highlight any gray areas in your rules and you can then re-go over it you might think of a clearer word um and you'll be editing it to make it even clearer you might even have end up having you know rules for bearish setups versus bullish setups I had this initially because I was doing trend continuation and I was seriously struggling to find words that were universal for both a bullish and a bearish setup. I'm at the point now where in my final rules I do just have one rule set regardless of if I'm bullish or bearish because I have spent time on it and I can think of what I would use for those universal words. Um, But you know initially there's absolutely no harm in doing that and even if you end up doing that in your final rules if that's easier to follow, then do it. Do you know what I mean? All about what's going to allow you to be most consistent. So moving into your uh, back to spreadsheet. So I actually did several YouTube's, yeah, YouTube's, YouTube videos on this. If you search my name, Naomi G. Slight, on YouTube, you'll see um, there's like four videos where I did how to create a backtest and spreadsheet. I actually did these videos because I was asked on Instagram again and again, how do I do a backtest and spreadsheet? How do I do a backtest and spreadsheet? And it was like so difficult to explain, particularly if, number one, it's just difficult to explain because at the end of the day, it's Excel. Secondly, if you've never used Excel before, you're literally not going to know what the hell I'm talking about. So I just thought, let me do a video clearly explaining and showing me building a backtesting spreadsheet. So if anyone is interested in that, that's where you can go and look at it. Um, But when it came to building my spreadsheet, I wanted to do it myself because I don't like relying on something that I don't understand. If, for example, you're even just using a spreadsheet that you found on the internet from someone... If there are formulas in there or just the way it's set up, I like to know that I have put that together. I know exactly how it's calculated. You know, I'm relying on myself. No one else to blame if something goes wrong. Um, It's all on me. I understand exactly what I've done. I'll be able to clearly explain it if I ever need to. Um, So that was kind of like the motivation for building my own. But also I wanted to track a lot of things. So when it comes to actually knowing what to track, the way I did it was I loaded up a bunch of charts, different markets as well, not just Forex, I looked at some indices and I practiced my rules because you need to practice them before you actually build your spreadsheet anyway, just so you become consistent in identifying your setup. And when I was doing that, I was noting down things that I was seeing that I thought, huh, that would be something interesting to look into. So kind of like a dummy run. Um, And then those ended up forming the basis of the filters I wanted to look into, the stocks I wanted to look into, and the targets I wanted to look into. Because you have to remember, your rules 
are your bread and butter for your strategy. Your rules are not going to include all these different stops and targets you're looking into, okay? Because those have not been incorporated into your rules yet. They are potentially going to be. So until something's actually been confirmed, this is going to make my strategy more profitable. Then you actually edit your rules and write it in. Up until that point, they should literally be what is mentioned in the video or the basic strategy that you're looking at. Don't make any changes until, you know, it's actually data's backing up to do so. Um, so that's kind of how I thought of what I wanted to look into based on my backtesting spreadsheet. Like I said, you can go to my YouTube channel and see how I personally built mine. And then the final thing really is to practice. So like I said, I think initially I had basic data info then I had my stops and targets and at the end of the spreadsheet there was my filters and when I was practicing I was like this is so inefficient because I look at my filters because they're like entry filters before I even look at the outcome of the trade which is data I need to enter under stops and targets um so I then ended up moving the spreadsheet about so you want to check that it flows well and that you're happy with it so I spent quite a bit of time on that. And like I'm saying, I mean, one of my YouTube videos, it's about automating screenshots for your trading backtesting spreadsheet. And it took me a while to do this. I remember it literally took me like, I don't know, but that spreadsheet ended up being developed over quite a long time because I would realize I'm re-entering information that's been entered somewhere else, or I'm having to insert flipping 12 screenshots for one trade that's completely inefficient. So automating things, even though it might take you even a couple of weeks at the beginning, I think it's worth doing because long term, it actually ends up being far more efficient. And, you know, long term, your rules and even your backtesting spreadsheet, you're never going to have to create these things from scratch ever again in terms of when you go into other strategies. So when I go into other strategies, I know how rules are meant to be written now because I've done my first set. Same with uh, my backtesting spreadsheet. I'm never gonna have to create that from scratch again. I have the basic layout. It's just about changing what I actually want to look into for another strategy. So once you've got it, um, like it really is just about tweaking things to then make it suited to other strategies that you end up wanting to look into. I hope I've included everything in this podcast episode um there's so much to this honestly and I hope it's just made things a bit clearer I hope it's not been too confusing like I say if you need clarity on anything you can always message me on Instagram at Naomi G Slight and I'll always reply on there and until next time until Sunday I really hope you have a brilliant rest of your week thanks for listening and I'll see you in a bit